and aren't exactly really, really big fans of the Redskins, Bengals. Football started for them pretty freaking early. They are over in the U.K. playing football. So we're also keeping an eye on that game. The score right now, Redskins 10, Cincinnati 7. So the Redskins are out there doing their thing. But good morning to our Hello, additional host. We have Mike and Renard on the line. Good morning, guys. What's going down? Good. We're here. We're yes, here. Yes, we are. It's oh, fortunate we we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know how long we're not at up, so we're back. It is. Halloween is coming up. So with that coming up, though, there is going to be a whole lot of it. (laughs) Yeah, it started. I mean, it started yesterday downtown. I was walking to the train, and you just saw people in Cubs shirt and Cubs gear, (laughs) or you saw people dressed up in costumes. I think I saw three three stormtroopers. I'm just enjoying the White Sox fan watching the Cubs fan go through the tickets. I did not see stormtroopers. Yeah, I saw stormtroopers yesterday. I saw a stormtrooper from the south side on the bus. So So that means you know, like a black stormtrooper. Now, now here's the funny thing, you know, when you think about it, not not to be like all racial and stuff, but I'm pretty sure, like in all the Star Wars movies. Up until recently, when they showed you a black stormtrooper, that they were probably all black stormtroopers and white stormtroopers and whoever they could put in the mask because nobody see these people. So they probably it's, 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 it's very plausible that you know they were getting extra work at that point in time. They weren't even getting big well, that's, checks. And that's all you, you get a check for extra, extra work. I know. I know. I said more get, they weren't getting feature checks. They were getting extra. They were getting background work. Hey, well, I, they got man, tired look, of shooting all I'm these lasers, trooper. but every time they got shot, they died. So they was like, get this. We're taking the medical. Man, it, you know what? <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because they all. <laughs> they, they all get shot. shot. Like, they, right. Like one shot. Y'all yeah, shot a million they, shots. And man. Ain't never to know nobody back from the dead with an imaginary lifesaver, and y'all all did. Like, it's amazing. You know all what I'm right. saying? It's, it's over with. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. So, we also have an interest basically at the halfway mark um, when it comes to the NFL. You get 16 real games. And if you're lucky to make it past 16 games, kudos to you and your squad. So, right now, we are looking at a few teams in the NFC North. Which is a very interesting division right now, minus the Bears. The Bears are just we we gonna get to them. Man. That's not interesting. Yeah. That's that's painful. That's a little <laughs> gut wrenching. That's, that's the Bears are playing the spot of spoiler this season. 
That's that's something um, else. But we are going <laughs> to kick it off. With, <laughs> the Bears are in spoiler it. position. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah. I'm sticking to it. I mean, what that's that's see? really Y'all all. Bears and White Sox fans, man. I tell you. Um, <laughs> No, no, no. Championship no, in the last hundred and eight no, years. No. We are not talking about the White Sox on this show. But you brought him up. You brought no. him up. Ah! No. You did it. I... You did it. It's your fault. Weird fan. I'm just you okay. I'm but... just saying, man. You know. Chicago so, at this point. I mean, they, we won six. What? What can yeah. we say? I used to, we I used to have high hopes. We're gonna get there. Though. We're gonna get. We're gonna we'll get, get there. We're gonna we, get, it was ladies. We, we will to, talk yes. to them because obviously we, gotta get we there. all have. Yeah. Yes, let's, we let's, do. We'll do that. We'll see because they don't play till tomorrow. We so let's that. just you know work our way we up them. And then, then we can then we can express our disdain for where we are in this season and how we really feel about it. You know, but so coming up at twelve o'clock today. <laughs> Detroit and the, oh, the disappointing team. The that, the, okay. The the team that decides they want to win at the last minute. Hey man, who cares? Because I, I have no faith in the Lions. They're not asking for your faith or your religion. They just want you to join at the end of the church hours when they raise their hands and they say, "Would you like to become a member of the Lions Club?" <laughs> You, you know want, what I'm saying? The collection The doors to the stadium are open. Please put on your Martha Ford gloves and step forward. Will you come now? <laughs> Please follow the stormtroopers down into the end. Okay. Oh wow. Oh, we man. just went with Lions beat Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> Hey, and man, look. Uh, Jackie you know, loves, baby. She, she ain't playing. She I'm bought saying, those when Kennedy no. She might have more heart than most of them players. I know uh, one thing. She got that clipboard with that red pen. See if we'll see you next week. She, might, she, she, do, she do doing her. I don't think this is working out. Yeah, she's like, hmm, she naughty list for you. Her head coach. Naughty list for you. <laughs> Who's number 52? She needs to fire her play head coach. Them. See, you leave him alone. Now, now no one crazy. Crazy. You leave Jim Caldwell the alone. Problem. Why is he the problem? They don't look like he's the problem. Like, why is he the problem? So now that we are talking Detroit um, Lions and the Houston Texans, let's let's talk about that. Why do you honestly think that Jim Caldwell is the problem? Well, I think Jim Caldwell is not a good head coach. He's an excellent offensive coordinator. But that being said, look at who in they playing. He don't need to be a good head coach today. Well done. Brock so Osweiler is – they overpaid. I knew they overpaid him before the season, but now that the season has started, it is clear they overpaid him. Brock Osweiler is not – only thing you can say about Brock Osweiler is he's tall. And we said that last year. only thing we can say about Brock Osweiler is he's tall. Well, no, I mean, no, he's talented. You can't just put it on his heart. He is. You know, yes, he can. I can. He's you know, he can. I, I, That's I, all I, he can I, play. He came, you know. I think he came out I, a little rare. I think he needed right. some I, more development. Exactly. What you know? What what did it for him was you know he more couldn't help the position does he was in. A fifteen million dollar a year contract. It does for them. 
<laughs> it does for them. I know we do not have a Bears fan on the line talking about a quarterback contract money. We'll get yeah. to that too. I know. We yeah, we'll not. we'll get we'll get down to get down oh, to you know, money matters a little bit. The, dear Bears uh, fans, no, we need man, a I mean, you know, Okay. When, when you look at it from, man, do they? Oh my God, if they get their money back. But anyway, that's another conversation. Um. If you look at it from the standpoint that, you know, they were looking at how he handled Peyton Manning going down. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, well, he stepped in and did a good job, blah, blah, blah. But at the same point, they really had, you know, he, they really had nothing to go off of to project his longevity. I know. And how, the Bears effective, up and how effective he would be. Right, you know, so when you look at it from that, when you look at it from that standpoint, he probably should have sat another year. Oh yeah, he definitely should have. You know, and and got another year of develop, got got you know, had another year of development under his belt, or you know, something like that. But you know, I I look at it like this, man. He, you know, he's leading the four and three team against the four and three teams, and our team here is one and six, so it can't be all bad. You know, he's no, doing. He's doing no, 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 no. I, I, the Bears being one and six has nothing to do with how bad they're they're doing in Houston. The Bears are just worse. <laughs> the Bears are arguably the worst <laughs> team in the NFL. No, 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 they're no. not. I would not no, put the worst stop, team stop, label no, on them. No, no, no. We're talking <laughs> about the Lions. <laughs> we do this all We're not, the time. We'll, we'll get to them We're in a minute. About I know the it's Lions. hard. And the Texans. But when somebody you know, I think brings that something it, up, I just respond to it. That's I know, all. Yeah, I know. So I'm gonna stop. I respond up to it. But Houston Texans um, are not that good of a team. I would pick. I would pick the Lions over Houston, and that's a lot coming from me because I never picked the Lions. Well, and, and actually, in this one, man, you, you're you're pretty on because Lions do have the edge, you know, and offensive and um, defensively, they have the edge yeah, over, yeah, you know, over I Houston right now. And then so, they get Eric but, I mean, back. Look, you know, but but looking at, um, you know, I'm looking at how Detroit's played the past couple of weeks. You know, they've as they've managed to win, like you said, at the last minute. You know, and, and to really hold out to and play all the way through to the end of the game. So they're coming off of two wins, whereas you know Houston's coming off a loss of Denver last week. So well, I think there's a lot more. There's a there's an opportunity for Detroit to be a lot more consistent. You know, and yeah. to keep their winning going. Now, I now think how Detroit coming out? off their two wins is is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is not really mm-hmm. telling the story because that one win they came off of, you should not be barely beating the Rams, just barely. That it's not to me. It's just not telling the whole story with saying they're they're coming off this many wins. Yes, they are, and it only matters if you win by one. But barely beating the Rams to me tells a story within itself, and then to. You know what? I'm going to say this when it comes to the Rams, and I'm not, I'm not going to run with it. I don't know if it's an adjustment issue, but the Rams aren't playing horrible football. The Rams aren't closing well. And I don't know if it's the adjustment and the moves and, and you know, how you, you've got to finish. 
and the Rams aren't finishing. They're playing. They're not playing horrible football. They're just not finishing. And and we know that when it comes, you've got that ability to pull it out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you, you got to be able out. to pull it out. And, in the fourth yeah, quarter. And, and, and that's where that's where that wasn't their same problem in St. Louis. It seems like the only person playing in as a Rams player, be it in St. Louis or L.A., is Todd Gurley. He's the only person being uh, No, no. I'm sorry. I got more faith in Quick than Todd Gurley, but that's just me. But, okay, okay. But, even, but even if you're correct, that's only two people that we're naming. When you've got 22 people that play, we're only naming two. Well, I'm looking at, you know, if you look at the rest of the season for for Detroit, right? Right for Detroit. After 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 today, they play Minnesota next week. So that's a lot. And they play Jackson. Then they play Jacksonville on the twentieth, and they play Minnesota again on the twenty fourth. They play New Orleans. That's they play lot. Chicago. Right, you know. Then they play Chicago. That's up in the air. Then they play. New York, they play the Giants, they play Dallas, and they play Green Bay last. So if you're looking at their schedule over the next few weeks, you know, I mean, it can really We're going to find out who they really them. are. And, and and that's the thing because they get, they get, they're walking into Minnesota. If Minnesota, you know, wins tomorrow, you know, they'll be 6-1. and one. And then depending on how the day goes, you know, for them, you know, you may be looking at a more challenging team. Now, honestly, we both – all of us can agree that right now, you know, in the NFC North, Detroit is the second best team in the league. In the league, not in the league. I'm sorry, not in the league in a division, and <clears throat> in the, in the, in the NFC North. Um, but you know, looking at today, they had an opportunity to win just like anybody else does. You know, if they go out there and they're consistent, um, you know, Matt Stafford's been playing real well. Um, I think he's on my fantasy team. Did I put him back in? I don't think I have him. Yeah, he's on my he's my fantasy quarterback. So, and he's been you know balling. So I can't really be mad at him. But and then we'll talk about his big payday in a little bit. Um, you know, but I do think that they have that they have the opportunity, man. It's just a matter of who shows up, and you know, and, and can they still finish at the last minute? Like like we were just talking about L.A. You know, with L.A. Um, you know, they have a problem finishing. It's not that they're not playing well. They just don't finish. Detroit is actually finishing the games. So regardless of who they're playing, well, you know, and, and who the other team is, the, the yeah, bottom line is – they're playing for 48 minutes. They're playing right, the full, they're playing so, full boat. So they're playing so – that, and that's what makes the difference in whether or not you win or lose. And, and it, it has nothing to do with your points. That's the difference between whether you win or lose. Are you playing the full 48 minutes you out there? Because if you have a couple of minutes of laps, you could be behind real fast. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been, able to, they've been able to stay in the games, keep the games close. They're not getting blown out. Now, the defense could do something to, you know, actually you know, to stop people and keep, you know, keep the points and the yards and stuff down. And they were doing pretty well, I think, I think up until last week with that. You know, when you look at it from the standpoint of who has the best opportunity to win today, I would say Manny Troy does. They got – because they, they have a lot more, you know, not that Houston doesn't have anything at state, but they just have a lot more drive. They're, that's what I mean by they're being – they're in that point now where they're finishing games. 
It don't matter whether we win by one point. It don't matter whether we win by three points. We're going to finish this game and play it all the way through. And that's what's actually happening for them now. And, it's, and you know, I know they're not your favorite team in the world, and probably not too many people can, you know, uh, <clears throat> um, not for too many people, you know, obviously, you know, unless you're a Detroit fan. Um, but, man, I can't knock it, you know, regardless of whether they play. You know, who the wins are against? Is a good coach. I just don't. He has not. He is. He has been excellent as a as an offensive coordinator behind Peyton Manning and behind uh, what's what's the name Joe Flacco, getting the calls in right. But when he's been the head coach, he was the head coach in in Indianapolis. They went two and fourteen. He was the head coach. Mm-hmm. He's been the head coach in Detroit, and he has not produced much. He just hasn't. He just hasn't. I think he's an excellent person. I think he's a calm, calming force for the QB, but that to me sounds like offensive coordinator. I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that's all for hiring black head coaches, but that doesn't mean that you're definitely the right person. Yes, I understand that you got to get more, get more, uh, what's the word? Scrutiny before you get the position, but just because you got the position, don't mean you're the right person for the position. And actually, I will even concede that he might still be a good head coach. He's just not the good head coach for this team. He's just not. And, that, and I can, and I, I, can I, I, I can agree with you on I, that. I, you know, I but can't. I think I, that. I, I'm sorry. If, if if they wouldn't have been excelling the way that they are right now, I think he's there to put things in motion because what was starting to slip was the offense. Detroit had, at one time, they had a monster, a couple years ago, a monster defensive front. That offense, even with Megatron, was a little interesting. So they've changed the the radicalness of the team where they felt like, um, who was their coach? Was it Jeff Fisher? They had, I thought they had Fisher. Did they have one other person? No. Not they, since Fisher, they, but yeah, Fisher. They they felt that he didn't have control of the team, and it was just mass radicalism, and then Dominic Sue was just running oh, amok, terrible, and yeah, they just feel like there's no discipline. <laughs> and then you so had that, Nick Fisher, right? Also and, not and, listening. And, and, and every, right, and remember we talked about that two seasons ago. You know, about because, they, because they because they had because they had lack of discipline. Now you know. You got to give people time to come in and actually change the atmosphere and get it rolling the way you want to. It doesn't happen overnight, you know, and so unfortunately it doesn't happen within the season either. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer depending on the vision of, you know, the head coach and whether or not he and the front office are on the same page about what the team needs, you know, really needs, not what they just trying to get. Um, I feel like I think, man, you, is a team, though, that can that – can, that has the time to – Really build an amazing yeah. franchise. I mean, I, I, I think they, they, you know, I think they're at the, they're on the cusp of being able to, you know, actually challenge a lot better and a lot more because they're making, you know, making some different changes and you know, probably getting a, a very good assessment of what needs to be done. I mean, they're not four and three for nothing. It ain't the best record in the world, you know, but it ain't the worst record either. You know, for that from that standpoint, that's why I, you know I look at the stat, look at it from a thing of. Has there been progress? And I think that's what we all should look at from, you know, from a, from a standpoint of where they were last year, season before, and now where they are now, you know, and how, how they've made that progression. Um, 
you can't do do anything about an individual person's play. Regardless, you know, if that person going through something and they're not playing well, that's not the coach's fault. That's the player's fault. <laughs> you know, and it's it up for him to get get the unproductive person out. You know, and put in someone who's going to actually be you know be more useful to the, for the team. Now that, you run into issues with that, obviously, when you start having injuries and everybody ends up being hurt. You got this going on and that going on. Um, you know, which affects. You know, like a play, like we were mentioning earlier in the Minnesota game for tomorrow. You know, those all those all of those things come come into play, and then you have to also be able to manage all of that. So I can, you know, I don't, I can't say, I can't side with you and say that he's not a good head coach, you know, or that he shouldn't be coaching, you know, um, coaching there in Detroit, because obviously there's been some some improvement, not great, not overnight. You know, we went from. 0-16 to win the Super Bowl, great. But, you know, where you can actually see some measurable improvement. And right now, I, I mean, I have to give it to Detroit. They they have actually – they've improved in my eyes a whole lot better beyond the past two seasons, you know, compared to now. Well, I believe they went to the playoffs. <clears throat> then they didn't make the playoffs, and they haven't made the playoffs in three years. So, don't get me wrong, there's been improvement, but there's been improvement, no, let me rephrase, there's been improvement in some areas, and there's also been, uh, they've also decreased in others. And just because you improve in some and you decrease in others, to me, doesn't make you a good, good head coach. And I could be wrong, and he might be the perfect fit. It just may take longer. And if it takes longer with him and I'm proven wrong, I will shut up. But I still don't believe I've been proven wrong yet. Yeah. Uh, and and until you prove me wrong, that's my statement because every year okay. it's something new. It's not, something not new. Not to me. Not, not to me, Detroit. I, I, First we complained of the lack of discipline. Then we complain that they they can't win we're too games. Right? <laughs> yeah, they were too no. disciplined. First, they, first my, they were too, they first they had lack discipline. of discipline. Right, that was the only thing we had, that we've really focused on the discipline the past two seasons because they, they, they went from being they, they were from not having where they were too disciplined to having two. So they right, they had like so much right, discipline. Right, then they, they were like, really, okay, really no calm. Right, you know, so, so you know, and that was like last they worked it out. Right now, you get to a point where we all right. We got they're, they're finding that balance. Like okay, we we have to be we have to play within ourselves. We, have, we have to have, to have some fire, game. but we can't be we can't be crazy. We can't be out of control. Right? You can't you, you can but, go out there. But, and you can be but fired apparently, up. apparently, it's doing some good with um, the possibility and the talk. And I want to talk about that when we do the around the NFL of a, a new contract for Matt Stafford that's pretty oh, happy. I don't put that on him because pretty, Matt Stafford has pretty. been good throughout this process. He's been good. Well, if you ain't had no money, you know, don't pay nobody. Like, like I, you know, that's like the Jacksonville Jaguars paying their quarterback like $250 million. I mean, why? Don't see it happening, but I... Yeah. <laughs> no, if there's not... <laughs> I don't know, and then maybe maybe the Chicago Bears have inspired the Detroit Lions. Well, I mean, oh man, well, I mean, we're not going I, there. I'm not even cracking that joke. I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm saying that Matt Stafford throughout this process, even if you remove 
even if you remove the, the, the paycheck factor out of it, <laughs> one thing that we all said is that Matt Stafford has been consistent throughout yes. this process, through through the years. And he yes, has, man. He's consistently put up numbers. Well, he consistently plays down. well. Right. Even you when know, I disagree, um, I have not been able to say anything bad about Matt Stafford. So I don't think the Matt Stafford, the Matt Stafford picture in this process has changed or affects this story. Because no matter how good he's been, even in down years or good years, his numbers have been the same. So I don't think bringing the Matt Stafford factor in here really changes this entire story. That's just my opinion. Because with whatever coach he's had, he's been consistent. Well, yeah, so what do you guys think in this matchup? Because we, we, we haven't talked much about the Texans and this actual matchup. The Lions well, really not look at the, if you analyze it. And, <laughs> wow. Right, it's the Texans. You. Hey. Well, um, it's Brock Osweiler. It's the Texans. Um, no J.J. Watt. Jadavian Clowney has looked a lot more decent in recent weeks. He's not the pass rusher, but he has he has been a more consistent. He's been able to drop back in coverage. He's been able to stop the run. But the fact that we are able to pinpoint single players is not good when we're talking about an overall defense. I mean, all right. J.J. Uh, Watt was carrying the defense, but the reason he was able to carry the defense, he lined up in four different positions on that offensive line. And sometimes he dropped back to – oh, yeah, on that defensive line. And sometimes he dropped back to linebacker and dropped back in coverage. So he was actually playing multiple positions, so it was almost like we were talking about four different players in, in one person. Yes, he's great, but as a defense – they are getting better as a defense, but their offense has nothing. You have nothing to say good about the Houston Texans' offense. They have a good wide receiver, and, I, and unfortunately, I forget his awesome. name. Oh, well, that's even worse. I well, forget his name. DeAndre Hopkins. Well, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. I can't think of his name yeah, for nothing. That's kind yeah, he can ball. He I mean, can you ball. Know, I, I look at but if they, you ain't got him, if you ain't got nobody out there getting him the ball for him to ball, that's just as bad. They have, you know, they have the same. And this is how I look at it. They have the same opportunity as Detroit does today. You know, um, Houston isn't playing bad. They're not playing great. When you really look at it, I mean, <clears throat> from the standpoint of where they are currently in the season, they do have some decent players. They got some good. You know, good. Obviously, you have good people. You're in the NFL. You you can draft players that that have some skill. It's about what you do with that skill that matters. And they just when it, when you look at it on paper, you know they're just a little bit behind where Detroit is right now. And and that's and that's a feasible assessment because they both have the same record. They both haven't really played great teams. You know they play they played the elite teams in their you know in respective divisions. You know, but they're both at the standpoint to where. You know, it's almost neck and neck when you really look at it. They're not that much far, much better than, you know, Detroit. Detroit just happens to have that game finishing edge right now, where they play all the way through. You know, so they do great on, um, you know, stopping third down conversions. Um, their defense. I'm talking about Detroit's defense now. Um, 
they don't allow t- too many points per game. Uh, they hold their rushing is down. You know, they they have a great, a decent rush defense. They're decent on the pass, not great on the pass, but decent. You know, and then uh, you know as far as what they allow per game. So it's just a matter of you know, like you and I, we, I think we all agree that third down conversion play is probably the most important play in football. Yeah, if not one of them. You know, so uh, it's about how you defend that. The best thing about that. Houston, you can say, is that they are in the in one of the worst divisions in football. If you look at the entire division, no matter how, no matter what their record is, all four teams are still in the playoff hunt or the division championship hunt. All four teams, and that's saying a lot considering you're same in the same division as Jacksonville and Tennessee. Jacksonville or Tennessee could hey. go on a winning streak could go on a winning streak, and they'd be in the conversation. Um, Indianapolis and Houston, neither team is doing great. And those two, those two teams are, are considered to be the, the cream of the crop, the gold standard of their division. When you have two teams that are not doing so great, and those two teams are the and Hello. Yeah, he's you're breaking you're breaking up really bad. Oh, I am so sorry. Uh, although I am, uh, can you still hear me? Although yeah, I am, uh, I don't know what happened. I didn't change anything. Um, although uh, your microphone didn't like what you were saying. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all it was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this though. I'm, I'm gonna say this. Um, once again, Detroit, you've gotten 30 minutes out of us. Once again, it never know, fails. Right? We can never talk about the Lions in 15 minutes, but it's okay because we are not Lions haters here. But um, well, Lions, so when you guys, story. no, it's it's okay. So when you guys look at this matchup, who are you, you guys is are we all in in favor that? The Lions should be getting this W today. Right. The Lions should get this W. Yeah, they should winning, get it. But the Lions should win. The no, Lions I think it, you know, like you said, if they come out and they play like they've been playing the past couple of games, even if, you know, if they keep it close and just play all the way through to the last whistle, um, I believe they have a great opportunity to pull it out. You know, I wind up being five and three um, at this point, which is something they really need desperately. <laughs> you know, to move up. Um, I'm looking at the rankings in, in the NFC North, and right now it's Minnesota and Green Bay um, for one and two, and Detroit's at in uh, the third position. Um, and of course, we know where the Bears are right now. Um, and the Bears are in first place. I think <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> my heart. But, you know, like you said, man, I mean, they're not the worst team in the league, so I really can't be mad at Adam. But, you know, um, yeah, I think Detroit has a really good t- chance to bring it out today. Um, if they show up and they play well, they minimize the mistakes and play together, they have, you know, they, they can put out on Houston. So I'm rolling with that. I'm with you all. I think Detroit has the best opportunity to win today against the Houston Texans. All right, so we are rolling <clears throat> pardon me guys, with them collectively. So, Detroit, we have your back today. Yes, we do, y'all. y'all 
We do. We have you back today. Go Lions. So we are rolling on to the lovely Green Bay Packers, which... So we have the Green Bay Packers, and they will be doing battle in the second game today. They're going to actually go up against the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons have been balling. Yes, they just took an L. But overall, this is the Atlanta Falcons team that I'm used to seeing. I'm a Matty Ice, yes, Matt Ryan fan. The world knows it. Oh, I'm such a – I miss you, Tony Sanchez. But I am such a, a, a Matt Ryan fan that it's – bananas and I know he is not the world's greatest QB but it's just something about his timing and knowing his players and knowing where to put the ball for his players that is just absolutely awesome to me and when Matt Ryan is on he's on and there is no shutting him off what's happening right now with Julio and and that connection and the way the defense is playing is what we are used to seeing or what we've seen that we've liked in the past when it comes to the Falcons. Not so much in 1999 at the Super Bowl. But, <laughs> but they no longer have Jamal Anderson in that team. Should have been the Vikings. Anyway, but I don't know. I think this might be a battle for Green Bay. Green Bay is is Green Bay, but Green Bay – I feel it's, it's, it's about that rebuilding time. Green Bay is stacked with veterans, serious veterans, not like <clears throat> four-year league veterans. Like, these guys have numbers. I mean, Julius Peppers is, what, 14, 15 years, and, and Aaron Rodgers has – what year are we on for him? Are we on – got to count. What year five, is it? Is 2016? I don't even know. You know seven, what? Eight, somewhere in there. I think it's seven. Six He's been seven, there long But enough. still yeah. – it's it's it, <laughs> he'll probably AA yeah, Ryan oh, will still be playing. But she's so and the, and the glue, <laughs> the glue is starting to come undone. They're not necessarily old, but the glue is really starting to come undone. And and that's just, yeah, just real talk. The chemistry is is not the chemistry that we're used to seeing from the Green Bay Packers. And of course, it wouldn't be players change, players retire, players are traded, players are waived. So you you always come back out the new. Uh, a new season with a new crop. Even with some of the old players, it's still a, a whole new crop, a, a new mentality. And a lot of the veterans are, you know, they might be a step or two slower. They're still great leaders on the field. But it's, it doesn't seem to be meshing as well as what we're used to from Green Bay. And I'm wondering if the Falcons can take advantage of that. The Falcons play with this, the crazy adrenaline speed. It's like they drink 22 Red Bulls and go out on the field and be like, what's up? What's they, probably right now? Ah, they probably they do. They probably do. Please don't do that, guys. <laughs> that is so bad. Please don't do that. If nothing else, let it be mental life. But that's that's how they're, they're they're showing up like that. Like they're just out there, like in the huddle, like moving. Like you jump, I jump. Let's get it on. Like it's really they they really they having fun. Have this chemistry. They are they're having fun. And you can see it. They have this chemistry. It's like the love has come back or the angels landed in the field. I don't know what happened, but it's really coming back together. They so have I'm this player named uh, Julio Jones. Julio. And, um, Julio. Julio. <laughs> uh, and when you have that certain player named Julio Jones, things seem to be a lot easier. But they had Julio before, and they just kind of. Wasn't doing it. <laughs> 
And when we were expecting them, we were like, the Falcons are going to go to the nowhere. Okay. Because you remember how they started off last year? You remember last year they started off and they were like, everybody's like, okay, they ball. And next thing you know, it was like, what happened? Uh, I'm going to say this about Atlanta in general. Until Atlanta proves it to me in the playoffs, Atlanta can go 14 and 2. I won't believe it until they prove it in the playoffs. And that has. Nothing to do, nothing to say for or against them. But when they have done good, they have not proven it to me in the playoffs. So I don't care how good Atlanta is until they prove it in the playoffs. It it really shows me nothing. And that really sucks to say. Well, I mean, if you're going to judge them, unfortunately, you know, we do judge our team's successes by whether or not they make the playoffs. But I think that if And not whether they make the playoffs, whether they do it in the playoffs, because I've seen the Falcons do good. I've seen them do bad. I've seen them make the playoffs and lose in the first round. They have – they Matty Ice and and I won't put it all on him, and the people around him – seem to forget what they did all season once the playoffs happen. Um well we're gonna see. We're got we're gonna see how that I, I don't know. I think this is gonna be a really good battle if the if the you know what if this is if this I even is not say a good that, game, Mike, I would be highly disappointed. If what it's are not the a stats good game. looking like you you're you're um, a stat per what is what are the stats look right like now, in this matchup? Right because. now, they actually, right now, believe it or not, they the offensive, you know, leg up actually goes towards Atlanta. The only places where they don't have the edge um, would be in the third down in the third down conversion percentage. Whereas, um, as 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 you all know. Uh, Green Bay has this knack for a third down huge place. <laughs> you know, I so got a new nickname for you, Mike. Your new nickname is Mike Allstat. Okay. <laughs> That's your new nickname. We got Mike Allstat on the line. You so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but the bad thing is you get what I'm doing. You're Mike Allstat. Oh my oh, you know what? Oh, but today no. I may go ahead. You know what? That. We we you know what? We are going we're gonna, you know, a happy Halloween with that one. Exactly. We'll just say it. Call him that from now on, Mike Allstat. That's oh, my hey. name for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Right on top. Anyway, like I was, like I was saying. Um, <laughs> like, like I said, like I was saying. Green Bay has, you know, Green Bay just happens to have a higher percentage of, you know, third down conversions where they complete, where they're at fifty percent of all of their conversions versus Atlanta, who's at thirty nine. Um, so the edge really is more on just in that one area when it comes out to defense, right? though. Yeah, I mean, no, this, no, this, that's the only edge that Green Bay has is a third down conversion. Right. That's so the, the, the edge, edge goes to the Falcons, though, overall, based on based on paper. The Falcons are the better. Yeah, team. based on yeah, oh yeah, on paper, you know, the Falcons are the better so team. So we, they, they're we, with, they we are, know. So we actually know that. We know that. And and again, yeah. like the 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 O line. The, what is going on with the NFC North and y'all O line? 
I, that's gonna no. be, I'm going to make a whole – The O-line no, is doing clearly a rant. We're doing a priority rant. in the NFC North. We're, it definitely – we're doing a rant about that. Kill your quarterback, send them to the NFC North. So well, that's going to be the next rant. Oh Pretty my much, because nobody gets protected. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Detroit, nobody, Detroit nobody has the best O-line right Detroit has the best O-line right now. Yes. Come on. To be honest, the Bears – the Bears and the Packers almost could be removed from the conversation because have they ever had a good offensive line? Yeah. The Packers At have point, before have had a decent – yeah. When, when did they have a yeah, decent the Bears, offensive the Bears, line? When they didn't the have anybody had else, had a, like no defense, terrible quarterbacks, <laughs> quarterbacks, nobody. When everything, when everything you're talking, had, you're talking we before had, Brett Favre. We had a good offensive line. You're talking about yeah. the before Brett Favre era. Because they had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, they have not had a good offensive line. They yeah, have not so, had a horrible. I mean, <laughs> but it hasn't that's been horrible. Be next but it hasn't been great. Next yeah, we got to talk about that. It's terrible now. Kill the, we kill the quarterback. That's a three-person rant. Please. Uh, for them to the Especially we are playing. With that being said, though, knowing that Green Bay does not have this stellar O-line, um, which, you know, even affects their ground game. Knowing that they don't have the stellar O-line, and when you look at what the defense for the Falcons has been doing, do you see them really, really getting at Aaron Rodgers, like really planning Aaron Rodgers? I definitely see that pass rush coming to I mean, a, I would. a little bit of a halt there. I, that, that, I, I would, yeah, I would I, definitely, mm, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not mm. going to bring the house out of, you know, because I, because I know who I'm playing. But I'm gonna bring, you know, he's gonna get, he's gonna have a lot of traffic to, you know, to deal with, you know, if I was, if I'm, if I'm Atlanta, you know, I'm definitely, I definitely have a, you know, the blitz package together, you know, uh, you may, depending on the sets, you may, you might even end up in Nickelback, you know, but I think that if they put enough pressure on Aaron Rodgers today and make him have to, you know, play outside of himself, they have a very good chance of winning. Now. Um, from the standpoint of what they're doing defensively, yeah, I think they can. They definitely can handle him, and like we like we all know, he don't have the, he doesn't have the same weapons before. Everybody and not just us, you know, all the analysts around the, the leagues are pretty much saying the same thing about Green Bay this, this time around. You know, they they don't look as stellar as they used to. Um, you, you're seeing the obvious holes, um, you know, in in, in their schemes and you know there's opportunity to exploit there so if I was Atlanta man I'm you know I'm bringing everybody I, I can definitely I'm I bringing everybody too. I can just I for the simple fact that I, I know your old eyes not protecting you yeah if I can hand them a loss and, and do it early definitely and do it early do it early from the jump it's like we going we coming right for you you know make Aaron right. have take to control the ball. of make the game have to run the right ball. right you know, so that's what Atlanta's, Atlanta's going to have to do in order to beat them. Because, I mean, it's Green Bay. And that's the one thing I always, you know, I always preference, like, you have to say it's Green Bay because it is. They they find ways to win, you know, games. Now, if you are if you happen to be, unlu- you know, lucky enough to be their opponent for the day, then you have the opportunity to figure out how to stop them. And so I would, I would definitely bless them, man, because they have too many holes in their own line. You know, I'm I'm picking the weakest side of the line. I'm exploiting it, you know, and and just driving it home and driving it home and driving it home. And until until I make them make a mistake, I either make him throw the ball, throw a pick, or I make him throw it away. Now the problem with that no. statement, and I agree 100%. And teams have tried that over the years. 
it's just that Aaron Rodgers, even on his down season like he's quote-unquote having right now, Aaron Rodgers oftentimes figures out how to get the ball away at the last minute and to the right court, I mean, to that white correct receiver. I couldn't even get the word out. Well, then that's when the defense changes. That's, that's when the defense has to really – that's why I said they're, they're very good when you look at the numbers. They've been able to contain the whole pass rush effect, um, considering Eddie Lacy is out. I know Starks is still in, but overall, if you get to Aaron quarterback – Aaron quarterback, well, it might as well be his name. Right. He had a might as well be Aaron quarterback. So, a, a quarterback. <laughs> Aaron quarterback instead of Johnny football. Uh, yeah, I'd yeah, rather, you know, yeah. I'd rather that, all you know. have uh, him quarterback. We'd yeah, all rather have you know. him. I'm just talking about the nickname. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, unfortunately, well, Johnny Aaron football didn't really live up to. Right, you know. So, there you go. Know like of. I said, we just talking about the nickname, not the person. Because if we talk yeah, about the person, I mean, it's an easy thing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Johnny Football is like – he it, that name only transpired in college. It did not transfer It did not transfer over well to the, it did not make it to the, the NFL credit. at all. It, was, it, it did, did like, not transfer with your credit to the league. Yeah. But when you, no, um, when you no, think about no. if you can contain Aaron Rodgers – now, it's hard to get Aaron Rodgers off of his game, no doubt. He's an amazing – he's got a gift – for playing his position. But if you shut down, especially their secondary, the secondary for the Falcons has to come to life as though it was before midnight and they arrived in a pumpkin with a glass slipper. They got to come to life. If they come to life and they contain and they they stop the easy scores and, and hold them to things like field goal range, if that force a lot of three and outs, don't let them run the ball or, or take advantage of them on the third down, when they convert on third down, that stopped. Then the and the Falcons come out. Well, they've come out this season with a ton of adrenaline. Like they're feeling themselves this season. It's awesome. It's great that the fans get another great season with the Falcons. They've been doing really, really well. They've got to take control of this game, and they've got to. Aaron Rodgers is going to get hot, so you have to shut down every outlet that Aaron Rodgers could possibly have. You're going to have to force Aaron Rodgers to go to people that he doesn't go to on a regular basis. But the the, the amazing rainbow lobs to Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, you're going to have to shut that down. And that secondary is going to have to be key to holding them from getting into the end zone. Now, granted, it is Aaron Rodgers, but they got to come and they got to play stellar football, especially on the defensive side of the ball, in order for this to be a good game and in order to walk away with the W over Green Bay. And I really think that the Atlanta Falcons have the potential to do it. This isn't hate to Green Bay, but I honestly believe that the Atlanta Falcons have what they need to have with the way Green Bay is playing this season to take advantage of that. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that, you know, they just have to it, – it, like you said, it really comes down to who's going to play well. If they can take Aaron Rodgers off his game and really make him have to go to people he's not used to going to and have to depend on, you know, and take away his go-to people, you know, then now, you, now you're talking an actual game because it now, now it becomes a chess match and you got to figure out, you know, what to do in order to be successful. Um I believe it'll be a great game today, honestly, between the both of them. Um, at least I'm hoping it is. 
I can't stand games that suck. Low scoring games, uh, they get on my nerves. Um, high scoring games, if it's one sided, I like to actually see people play and go back and forth and go at it. And you know, every play is could be the play. Um, and that's that's the type of game that they I expect them to have today. Um, like we said, you know, now obviously people we're not Green Bay haters, but we just don't want them to win the NFC North. <laughs> well, as you much know. no, let's let's keep something honest. We're Bears and Vikings fans on this show. We don't like the Green Bay oh, yeah. Packers. I'm a football fan. But wait a minute. I, wait a minute. I, I wait a minute. I'm a diehard Vikings fan, but I can't. Let say me that finish my win. point. Okay. The whole point is. Regardless of what for my daddy, personally feel about the Packers, we do recognize good football. But the reality is our faith in the Packers football is waning. We do recognize good football. We do recognize good players. And with our, our, our belief in how good the Packers should be, it's still there. It's just the fact that we're losing our faith in their in their abilities. And well, I and I agree with you. And like you know, that's indicative of what's going on right now with them. Um, you know, not seeing the stellar play we used we're used to seeing. Like you know, there's no way. I think any all of us can agree that they shouldn't be. What are they four? Are they four and two? I believe. No, it I is. can't agree. No, with that. I, I can't. I don't think. I can agree with that. Or that statement that was just. No. <laughs> hey, I think you guys can agree with it. Here's my thing: you know, a team, even the most perfect team, has holes. If you can get in those holes, and 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 they didn't plug them up before the game started, and you have the chance to take advantage, take advantage. Do it take take, advantage. exactly. Exactly. And, and that doesn't mean should. that 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 the the Packers are in the bottom. Yeah, they're not gelling the way we're used to them gelling, but at the same time, they've got some pretty big holes. But I don't think they're going to plug up before this game starts in a few hours and Atlanta Falcons run all up in those holes, get your W, and celebrate. There you have it. I agree. For me. I agree. Thank you. (laughs) 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 Because the Packers is a weird team. They're not looking like the Packers we're used to, but the Packers are back and beat the crap out of everybody. And that's why I keep saying it. That's why I keep saying it. It's the Packers. You can't necessarily count them out. You know, like we we all, you know, we're only midway through the season, so we still got, you know, seven, eight more games to go. Um, But just looking at who they are historically, who they have been historically, and even though they're going through, you know, a kind of, you know, up and down season right now, or how to a slow start, if you want to call that, or however you want to define it, you know, they're still Green Bay. So it's going to be definitely up to Atlanta to exploit all their, you know, inconsistencies, all the holes, everything that they can find and use to advantage or to win today. And, it, and it's, you know, it's probably, and it's most likely going to take that because, you know, I mean, this A-Ron is A-A-Ron. Aaron, baby, Aaron football. You know he is still him. So you know, and the man just knows how to find a way to win. He has confidence in his ability to throw the long ball. Um, But that means who you guys going with for the win? Who who gets the win? Um, I'm gonna have to roll with Atlanta. I really want Atlanta Atlanta. to to pull this out today. I think. Renard. I have a feeling today we're gonna go we're gonna go uh unanimous on all three games. 
So Atlanta for you. Mhm. All right now. Go Falcons. Don't let me down. Don't let me down. I'm telling you. All right. Atlanta, if you're listening, don't let us down today. <laughs> don't let us down today. We have four We're pulling for you. We're pulling for you. We're working so up you. next. <laughs> we have what might have been an NFC North battle, but it might also what be an NFC North molly whopping. So, uh, with that being I said. I expect a bloodbath and not in the favor of my favorite team. Oh, I do not. I do not. But with that being said, we have a Monday night football game coming up in the NFC North. We have my Minnesota Vikings invading Soldier Field to play Mike and Renard Chicago Bears, who are having such the season this year. So yeah. Mike off that time. I'm going to march in Soldier Field like this. This, uh, this is me tomorrow night. I'm just going to go in like this. I don't care if it's a million Bears fans there. I do not care. Because I love my squad. I am a fan of my squad. So there you have it. Yeah. yeah. One thing Vikings yeah, fans do not do. We do not take anything for granted. We had an amazing 5-0 and run. So kudos to the squad for at least, at least having a 5-0 and run. It's been, it's been long overdue. Um, we've been through some seasons, some Survivors Jacksons and Christian Ponders and stuff. So we've been, we've been through it. So this is, you know, getting Sam Bradford, which seemed like, a, oh, my God, what are you doing, is now paying off. Now, no no doubt, um, they did finally take their first loss. So they are now sitting at 5-1. and one, And they were coming off a bye. And you could really tell that they were coming off of a bye. The missed tackles from the defense, I I have – I'm so lost in what the O-line – the O-line um, – well, they had names on their jerseys. See, see that. They are, exactly. But, see that a lot. They had names on their jerseys. Wow. That's all they I, see it, the it, lost it, words. I mean, there you go. How, how, are they, how are you able to snap the ball and the defense was just over him like, you're really not going anywhere, Sam, taking me. Like, it, it was it was really bad. It was, it was really, really bad. They also weren't creating holes for – Jarek McKinnon or Matt Asiata to really get open. Now, Matt Asiata didn't have a bad game. Um, normally, Jarek McKinnon, when Adrian's down for the last couple of years, has been really, really good. Um, but Matt Asiata kind of really held his own in the ground game, and so did Kyle Rudolph. So big ups to that using this. To me, Sam Bradford is very effective. Sam is going to, like some quarterbacks have that one-two punch. We've seen it with Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall between Denver and here. I, you know, we see it with Jordy Nelson, Aaron Rodgers. We saw it with Megatron and, and Matt Stafford. So there's always that go-to guy, even with Alshon Jeffrey and, um, and and Jay Cutler. Sam Bradford is looking – everybody has to be ready when it comes to Sam, especially when he's going to go long, there's a check down opportunity, whatever it is, everyone has to be ready. He effectively uses – the tight ends. He effectively uses Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph is just not out there being a blocker. He actually knows when to use him. Um, he's really good at finding his the open wideouts. He's very good at that. And big kudos, I really have to do this because everyone 
thought that, you know, it was the end for this gentleman that plays for the Minnesota Vikings. But Cordero Patterson is out there balling this season. Whatever needs to be done from kick returns to playing wide out, um, if he's got a lineup like a running back, he is doing whatever. He is blocking Cordero Patterson. If there's a hustle award that they can give away at the NFL Honors, this man has to get it. This man is out there doing whatever needs to be done, and I, I hate that. Um, he really does want to play tomorrow. Coach Zimmer, as of right now, believes he will. He has not been cleared um, from the concussion list to play, so he's still doubtful. I would love to see him on the field in Soldier Field because Cordero is just – he's hustling. He's got that fire. He's keeping the adrenaline going, even when the team seems a little down. So very proud of what he's putting on the field compared to what we were able to see the last two years. He's figured out his niche and where he gets in. Um, There's been a lot of talk of we don't need Adrian Peterson anymore because they were looking at the one-two punch with Jarek McKinnon and Matt Asiata. The leadership that Adrian brings to the team, especially at that running back position when he is on the sidelines, he's in their ear, you can see the difference. You, you you can see the difference. And I do think he has the ability to pull it out. Right about now, this stretch of the season, I honestly believe he's needed. And I do think that if he came back, he would be a difference maker. He may not be what we saw at age 25, 26, 27, but he would be a huge difference maker. And I really believe in this last game he would have been a, a difference maker. I do believe he would have been able to take advantage of – a lot of opportunities and, and get a lot more yards than what we saw from the ground game. So the ground game is in question right now with Masiata being the starting back as of today, Jerick McKinnon officially being ruled out of Monday's game as of right now. Um, still no Sharice Floyd. Sendejo, you will be missed. He is also out. So there are a couple key injuries and, and a lot of doubtfuls that are listed on the roster coming into Chicago. Whether or not Chicago can take advantage of that, I don't know. They are bringing Jay Cutler back, which I do not believe that Jay Cutler is. I don't know if he's if there's speculation of he's not really hurt. He may be too hurt to come back. There's there's a lot of things swirling around the rumor mill. One thing that we do know for a fact is John Fox has expressed interest that Jay Cutler will not be back for any other seasons beyond this season as a Chicago Bear under his watch for any reason. So we do know that that's that's kind of that's a lot of tension to have Yay! on your shoulders when you're you're playing for Wow. People want they him gone. The way. Let's keep it real. The, I people mean, you know, if you, if you if you if you listen to any Chicago Bear fan, they have wanted him gone for a while. For a while. So I really can't, yeah. you know. So well, John well, Fox no, gets to the point any. to where he's now fine. We have a Chicago Bears fan on this show that has not wanted him gone for a while. But, well, but I will, I will say this. this. I will say this. I have personally believed he has been he has been criticized more than he deserved. But as a as a being honest with myself person, if you're not gonna give him the proper offensive coordinator, it serves no purpose to keep him around. That's what I will say. I do believe he's over He looks really good on that. I would I, well they gave him Adam Gates. Adam Gates is allowed to leave, but don't sit up there and then come back with an assistant that his last 
uh, coordinator position was with the Cleveland Browns and he wasn't good with them, and you think that's okay. No, that is not okay. That is being lazy, in my opinion, and I don't put it all on Jay Cutler. I do believe Jay Cutler has the ability to be a, a starting QB in this league. I just don't believe it is all on him. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now. When Jay, when, Jay, when Jay leaves and whoever picks him up, you know, he's going to do a whole lot better there than he did here. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree with you 100%. And, 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 you know, and I, and I hate to say it because it's so indicative of what happens when players leave here. But, but, you know, but they get players in here that said, actually – that was said from Denver to Chicago. Yeah. But and he's he not young anymore. Well, no, I mean, but the, see, the thing is, like, he's not – people don't get us wrong. Nobody's hating on Jay. He can play. You know, but as far as, you know, he puts up numbers, quarterback rating, all those things considered, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they matter. But when it comes down to what fans really care about is when we go into the Super Bowl. It's been since 85 when we go into the Super Bowl. And you have not been able to put, a, get, put the together. the went to the Super Bowl. So do you mean when are they going to well, win one? Because <laughs> they went 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that, that, that's really what it's about is the winning part. You can go, but you ain't won one. So when are we going to win a Super Bowl? When are we going to win another one is what I'm getting at. And, and you know, yeah, we went in 2006. Years like the Cubs. You know, man, so who wants to be sitting around, you know, never seeing it again or – the pe- the people that do see it are your great grandchildren. So in a, you know, I I think that I don't, I don't know if you know, going I, anywhere is going to help him at this point in his career. I can't. It see may it. not. Um, you know, I, I, I it may I not because you know, because even though he puts up numbers, I mean, I think I think he's injured every year, if I'm not mistaken. And has he has he gone a year without being hurt yet? Honestly, since um, he's been he here, I, can't, I cannot. I can't remember. Hurt. Renard, okay. Renard, the, the seasons that he has gone without being hurt, they weren't really in the conversation to begin with. For example, uh, the second season with Mark Tressman, he wasn't really hurt. The first season he was hurt, and they were able to do good without him. The season that he, the season that the Bears went to the NFC Championship, he went the entire season without being hurt, and then got hurt in the NFC Championship. Uh, season, there's been times when he hasn't been hurting, and it's just it has not hit the right sweet spot, and I, that's the reason why I'm I'm finally okay with letting him go because if it's not gonna hit the sweet spot, it's just this is not the place for it. Yeah, it's not working, you know, and I'm mean, and I, and it's nothing against him as an athlete, you know. I don't, you know, um. Obviously, I'm you know I'm not on the team, so I don't know what his leadership skills are or how he talks to his teammates or you know. But you you can based off of how they all talk about him, you know, it's either one way or the other. Some of them think he's a great leader, some of them don't really care, you know. Some of them think he's a good enough leader. Um, you know, he seems to be one of those people that's you know I'm gonna just lead by by my play um, rather than talk to you and motivate you and. And, things. And, that, and all players are different. Some people, depending on what type of team background you came from, you're used to certain things from your quarterback, you know, or that person in that position. And, and for most people, and I'm sure you all would agree, the quarterback tends to be the, the leader of the offense. 
you know, now that can that can move from the quarterback to the running back or whoever the star player is, you know, whoever they look to for motivation. But, you know, he obviously has not been able to get everybody that he's plays with behind him and and in support of that play. Um he makes some he he does make some bad reads every now and then, you know, as most people do. Um he hasn't been interception prone lately, which I think is a very um good thing and impressive thing for him to have grown past. But coming into tomorrow's game after being out well, he's been out a month now or something like that. Um and having not had any reps and, and going up against Minnesota whose defense will come after you. You know, they've proven that they, they, they can get to to the quarterback without issues. Um, you know, hopefully he doesn't get hurt again tomorrow, to be totally honest with you. you right. Know, so have to worry about that considering who they're playing against. You'd ask what I'm well, talking Jay about. Yeah, you know, so because, you know, and the, we don't have an offensive line. The Bears don't have a, a solid O-line like that. We don't. We don't. <laughs> You know, and mm-hmm. it's been proven. I mean, you look at how, you know, um, who was it, Hoyer? I can't remember his name last night. Uh, how he was hurt last week. You know, so it's it's, it's very proven, like you said, we got to do a run on the NFC North and his O-line because they, they, it seems to be a non-existent thing at this, morning, this, at this moment. Kyle Long is out again, so he's not playing. So that's, you know, that leaves uh, – uh, it leaves you a man down, a solid person down on the offensive line. He's the line. only solid thing they have on their offensive line. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> man. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, we do he's know. A, he's so, a leader. Of, you know, go ahead. Oh, no, go, go ahead, finish guys. your statement. Don't finish your you statement. You know, I mean, I just, he's, there's just, you know, it, it's just too much to – it's, it's, it's a lot that has to be fixed, obviously. And, we, you know, we can see it. Yeah, we can – we're we're in a quote unquote rebuilding season now with the Bears. Um, obviously, at one and five or one and six, whatever it is, um, you know, any hopes or getting to the playoffs are, you know, pretty much down the drain at this moment. Um, you know, so if it kind of feels like this, mm. you know, and well, we, I really we, don't we see, know that- you know. I don't see them beating Minnesota today. I don't. I don't see it now. Granted that Minnesota does have its problems. You know, um, they don't have Adrian today, and they're you know they're going to attempt to use um, Asiata as their main back, and hopefully you know he's durable enough to hold on and, and do a whole game this way. He, he may um, be in this game, but we're we're definitely going to see. But that's what I'm saying. Um, in you... this game, you know, because it's not like the Bears defense you know shut people down. This would be for wait a minute. We you know, not have not addressed. You said mm-hmm. it. We've all said it during the the morning meeting. You might have been getting ready to say it, but let's address it. The Bears don't know how to tackle it all, so oh, we're man. being worried about again. the Bears don't know how to tackle it all. Being worried about the durability of any Vikings players well, that come out of that's our exactly what, and that's exactly what she was saying, what she was getting at, because of today's game. It's not something that they would have to be worried about today, because you know our defense is the best. We we had we shoulder tackle, arm tackle. We might even dive at you and try to hit you and knock you off your course, but we ain't gonna wrap you up and put you on your back. <laughs> and we're not. We're not. Uh, and, we're it, not and that's we're, even we're if not we know how to get you, you, because we're getting right. we're getting faked out on five year old juke plays. 
juke plays that a five-year-old kid can do. Well, let me let me read this and, and let's see if this is even. So we are we already know that. Um, so Kyle Long is listed as doubtful. Pernell McPhee is listed as doubtful. Um, Callahan and Tracy Porter, which are corners, um, are listed as doubtful. DeAndre Hall has been ruled ruled out. Mm, Jacoby, oh wow, they're taking players from the practice squad. Well, good luck, Jacoby. You know, you always want to. Yep. Um, yeah, Devontae Bash. So they're they're looking at the practice squad to pull people off the practice squad. Um, Eddie Goldman hasn't practiced it's, as of yet. It's that bad, dude. Um, Eddie Royal will be out. Um, Josh, oh, Josh Sitton is out. He well, right now he's listed as questionable, but hasn't practiced. Jeremy Langford and Cameron. Oh my God, Cameron Meredith. I'm sorry, Cameron. Our, um, and I like Cameron. Questionable. I do, too. I like uh, Cameron. Yeah, I but like they, Cameron. But questionable as of right now. So they are – that's that's a whole lot of important pieces to what we have. Exactly. And then you've got Jay Cutler who has a sore thumb and – or sprained thumb or thumb, thumb, whatever. At some point, so you've got him. And I don't know about him holding on to the ball. I mean, when you look at the and Vikings injuries, that we be, mentioned. Especially when you're a gunslinger, and that's half of what allows you to be a gunslinger. This is true. Now, when you look at mm. um, the Vikings injuries, we already spoke of Jared McKinnon um, being ruled out. Andrew Sadejo is being ruled out. So that's, that's pretty key. But it is giving someone who I've paid close attention to a chance to start in his place. So, we may see the Vikings start um, Anthony Harris from Virginia at safety in place of Andrew Sadejo. I don't think it's a huge drop-off at all. Sharif Floyd, my defensive tackle, has been so injured this season. He's an awesome defensive tackle when he is in the game. We haven't gotten a chance to see much of him. Um, he was great as rookie season, season after, but pretty injury-prone. Um, the Vikings are also without guard Zach Karen. Uh, and then we've got a couple questionables. Um, I do know that Marcus Sherrill, who is an amazing kick returner that we have right now for the Vikings, and as I mentioned earlier, Cordero Patterson, you know, who is just out there doing everything but getting the team water. Michael Pruitt, oh, I hate to see him out. And then Jarius White, which, you know, we've had games without Jarius, so we'll be okay. So it's a pretty um, – it's some heavy hitters on both sides of, of both teams when it comes to injury. So mm-hmm. right now we're really going to actually see the depth of both teams. These were down, sir. We're going to see if the Vikings are really the truth when they have this many starters Damn. that are listed as doubtful, questionable, or have been pulled out of this game. The Bears can do with their core, their, their starting core, on both sides of the ball benched. What's left of the starting core? Yeah, because they are going to the practice squad at this point. I'm definitely rolling with the Vikings, but the Vikings are going to have to play ball. The Vikings cannot show up and just stand on the field and be like, "This belongs to me." They've got to play ball. They have to play some. They've got to play ball because what's being rotated in is not the starting core that has that chemistry. So, with Mike Zimmer, Mike Zimmer is a heck of a coach. A heck of a coach. Um, I do want to see North Turner, the OC. 
um, move a little faster. I don't know what the turtle speed <laughs> changes are about with this dude, but if your team is, is you know, you, you're seeing them getting blitzed, you, you're seeing what's happening, Norm. I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe he had an epiphany or flashback and thought Matt Asiata was Adrian Peterson. He wasn't checking the numbers because some of those plays last, you know, in the last game, I was like, um, see what had happened. Who said that that was going to be okay? So they're off the bye. They're back in practice. Football legs are back under them. I'm definitely going with the Vikings for the win, but the Vikings have to play ball. The Vikings cannot just show up in Chicago like, I heard you guys suck, and just think they're going to get a W. They have to play ball. This is a great opportunity for a lot of those second-string players to step up and prove their worth. So they've got to come and they've got to play ball as if they're going to play last supper. Tomorrow is Chicago Super Bowl. Tomorrow is Chicago Super Bowl. I hate to say it, but that's the case. Well, that's that's the what? Oh, I mean, you tell me you like it that Super. What? Okay, um, you know, a moment of silence. Um, well, Chicago has four what? Super Bowls this season. We already lost one of them. We lost one of them to Green well, Bay on Thursday night one? football. Oh, so you're talking the prime time game. <laughs> Chicago's four Super Bowls are the two games against uh, the Packers and the two games against the Vikings. And uh, that's a crying shame that those are your Super Bowls because there's very little expectation at this point. I mean, it's, it is what it is at this point, man. You know, I mean, I, I, I mean, as far as the Super Bowl reference, I just think that's funny. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as to where they are, um, play-wise, you know, I, I hate to say it, but their record is somewhat indicative of how they're playing, but at the same time, not. Because they've, and the only reason I say that is because they've actually been in some games that they just haven't been able to finish. Um, you know, I, obviously a few, a few of them. Um, but as far as today go, I, you know, I'm definitely going to have to get an edge to Minnesota, man. I don't I don't see, you know, us as having everything we need to uh, together in order to be highly successful. Now, I could be wrong. Jay Cutler could come out today and his hand be fine, you know, and, oh, you and he, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I really would be. I, I would be wrong. Uh, but I just wrong, don't really wrong, see. Wrong. Uh, right. I don't see them being able to, you know, handle uh, Minnesota's defense. Um, okay, I have breaking I think news. I have breaking news. I have breaking news. So we have we, we're definitely going news. on our favorite show today. Oh, oh my God, Mike, we need a sound for that. So we are going. I, I have the perfect sound though right now on another show. We've been invited to come on in much less detail. If you haven't checked that out, amazing show. Our guys Dre and Jason are absolutely awesome. They rock. Um, and the reason we have been invited to come on that show. Is because of the Bears, and here's why. A headline has just been revealed that says the Bears' dysfunction between the coaching staff and the front office has been revealed, and a divorce will be coming soon. Is John Fox on the hot seat? Yeah, yeah I know. That's I blogged about, about this a week ago. I that's did blog definitely. about this, and I even went to talk to fans, and that's where they're saying that it lies. So our 
are the Bears now? Well, remember, I, I, another... mentioned, uh, I mentioned that earlier. Oh, you know, well, um, I mean, well, let's I, I, I the problem is the McCaskey family, and the reality is, until they they give up control, I will put them in the same conversation as Dan Schneider with the Redskins, and So do you Jerry think, Jones you with the Dallas Cowboys. You cannot feel like you are in charge and that act not have football they have, people. They have Sean Puffy Combs disease. I get it. But at oh the same time, do you feel that <laughs> do you feel that John Fox should just take control of his team out there and just worry about being chewed out later? I do because I don't what does he have to you know, what does he have to lose by saying, you know I, what, man? You know, right, you know this is that. how we're going to play. This is what we're going to do, and we're going to make the best out of this season. Granted, we won in six right now. We don't have to end up being one in 15. You know, he so has, he has now, just as much, you know, just as much the opportunity to do something in there as anybody else would. Um, but I, but as you were saying, as you brought that up, I was reading an article today. Matter of fact, it's if you go on NFL dot com, they've already talked about it. You know, as far as whether or not, you know, John Fox is gonna be um the coach next year. Which is why I asked you all at the meeting, like, do you think he's gonna be here next year because it don't look good. I think it would be a mistake to let him go. I do not. I, I don't Cassandra I don't think John has not this, really this, been a fan of John Fox. No, for no, a long time. No, 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 that's a lie. That's that's not. The no, case. no. Let me finish. That's. Go ahead. I I just don't think you've been a fan of him for a long time, and if it's not going to show any results quickly, you just like let him go. Well, no, I am a John Fox fan. What John Fox okay. has been able to do with other teams has been great. My issue here is, and I don't know. If it's because of the front office weight on his shoulders, but my issue here is not have the team to take your time and make changes. Exactly, you don't. You, you don't have it. You have to get in there. You have to make changes. You have to do. When the Vikings were like Teddy Bridgewater's down, all right, somebody go go get go get the good cigars, and we got to go. You know, make this happen with the right team for the right situation. Now the same thing just happened again. They looked at that O line, and Rick Spillman, the GM, was like, Ah, no, ma'am. So, but when it comes to the Bears, that's not happening. There is complete disconnect, and John Fox is being very, very passive with it. And this is not – this is – no, this is not a stellar season right now for the Granted, it, it's just not. The season is basically a wash. But overall, when those adjustments that need to be made, I really think – I think a lot – it's a lot of softness going on. I, I really think they need a coach that's going to come in and not yell at them. Don't, don't Dennis Green them to death. But somebody that's going to come in there that's a lot more assertive and gets things done, and if that means that he has to – take the fall from the front office with the door closed, with the team once they've all left the locker room and they've gone home, gone home, then he has to. But he has to take control of his team. The pace that John Fox is moving is a pace that I would accept if this were the Patriots, if this even was Denver, maybe if this was the Seahawks. I cannot do it with this being the Bears because they just don't have that type of quality 
and that type of chemistry on the field for you just to stay after running the same play. Like, you breathe, I'm like, you hate me or something. Like, all the deep breaths. <laughs> That's not me. That's not me. Because I but, um, <laughs> but it's it's really, really it, – it, he – to come here, I really wish Bruce Arians could have come here. I, 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 I do, do. That, and I'm gonna, We all do. I, Let's not rehash I, that because really that'll make wish, me cry over here. I really wish that would have happened because I think Bruce has the right amount of motivation and serious and knuckle-down, hard-nosed. It's kind of like when Mike Zimmer looked at his team last Sunday, and he was like, you know, he was giving that old high school college look like, y'all know, this plane ride is about to be the ooh-wee. Like, you, and they just knew <laughs> They was like, we got to do better than this. You see that man over there looking at us? Oh, we got to get on the same bus. Oh, no. It's... So they, it's just that sense of urgency and that sense of change when it comes to drafting players, when it comes to free agency, the type of players that they go pick up. Why? Why? Like, they're, why? I, I, I just want to go, like, in the war room and, like, watch them pull a name and be like, are you sure about this? <laughs> like, he really could go in the third round. So if there's a lot that's going on, but John Fox's decision-making is at turtle speed for what the Bears need right now. It's, it's just it's oh, yeah. not matching and that's well. really And that's really where it is. Uh, he had, I'm reading the article now that I mentioned earlier. Um, he has two years left on the four-year deal, and Pace has three years left on his five-year deal. Um Right now, I think it's just a matter of, you know, it could be too soon to make that move. It might not be. Uh, I think they definitely have to get some things together and figure out what they're going to do. Uh, there, there's a quote in here they, uh, where one, one person asked Cutler if he has John Fox's trust, and he said he doesn't have a choice, I guess, at this point. You know, so that's right. That I, well, I wouldn't ask Cutler nothing. You know, my only question, Cutler, is: Are you retiring? Yeah. Or do you think you'll be picked up by another team? Like that's the only you know, question because everything. Can else you hold the done, ball today? You're, you're, you know, and I wouldn't even ask you that, know. dude. You're done here at this point. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. Matter and, what and, your name and, is. and in all, in all honesty, <laughs> he's had more. He had. He has had more opportunity to earn his money and to earn his paycheck. Period. And since he signed it, he ha- he hasn't lived up to it, um, in, in the least. But did he even uh, live up to it to get that type of signing? No, he was he was no he wasn't lived he wasn't living up to it then. You know I don't I don't know I don't and I have to know yet what, with the, the, what the front the, office was thinking when you know when they made the decision to say we're going to pay him this amount of money because he's our guy for the future and now. After saying he's your guy for this for the future, two years after that, you said he's not our guy for the future. After you gave him all his money, I think it was indicative so, that he wasn't the right person or that wasn't the right fit. Didn't require that that amount of money two years ago. Everybody else knew it. The fans knew it. The rest of the league knew it. I guarantee you, the rest of the league knew it. You know, and here it is. Now you want to cut ties. Wait a minute. Let me cut you off. I won't say I guarantee that the rest of the league knew it because the reason the Bears paid him that much is because there were other teams that wanted him. So the rest of the league didn't necessarily know. So let me ask you this. If you're going to pay him that much, why not build the team around your quarterback's abilities? Thank you. 
No, I agree they with that. that I agree with that. That's I place that on the front office. I place that on solely yeah, on the front office. You pay you pay this man one hundred and twenty five million dollars. Give him make make that one hundred and twenty five million dollars work for you. I agree with that statement one hundred and fifteen percent. They have not been you don't able give to a person put, that kind know, of money and not do what you're supposed to do around it. And then when they yeah, have the good athletes and stuff that like that, and they started, you know, you start getting all the, you know, no camaraderie on the team, and people, this person don't like that person, then you letting go of people like Brandon Marshall and Matt Forte, you know, and you know people who actually help move your team along, and you sticking with the guy who hasn't done it, you know, and I think that's really. Um, Telling of, of what's going on right now. I mean, I don't care what sport yeah. it is. You if, can't if you, give one person care, the money and then expect care. that person to fix the entire team. I don't but care what sport. If you care that much, while giving Jay Cutler that money, I don't think the next person that I would have given that lump sum to would have been the kicker. Robbie Gold, you were awesome for the squad, no doubt. But you should have fixed that O line because you just put oh your goal line behind that that O line and that that O line and that made no sense. Made no sense it made whatsoever. No, it made no sense and to it, give you a quarterback it, you that much money and you don't pay, you don't pay draft, to protect him. You draft Kyle Long. Have you drafted any other offensive lineman high since Kyle Long? No. No. I, which I was shocked about when they drafted Kevin White. I was like, so y'all needed that? Y'all, you draft Kyle Long. You that. have not drafted another high offensive lineman since. If you're gonna dry, if you're gonna decide we're not gonna go get an offensive lineman in free agency, a uh, 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 one that's worth getting because they have tried to get some in free agency, but it was everybody else's scraps. Uh, if you're not gonna no, get a worthwhile, no, 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 they could have they could have jumped the gun. It's it's a it's a financial thing. They could have gotten well, you know, they could have gotten some great talent in free agency, especially two seasons ago. But Man, the, the problem it, it, is they have not gone down to that offensive line yet. I have exactly. believed, you know, they, I they have, have liked the what the Dallas Cowboys have done with their offensive line for three years in a row. They drafted offensive linemen. Then they went and got a quarterback and a running back. They waited till yeah. they completed the line fix. Then they went and got everything else. And 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 for some reason we just won't do that. <laughs> fix the line. We just won't do that. Because my, my thing is, you know, if you're going to give a quarterback a hundred something million dollars, you got to protect that, protect your investment. So you don't go get, you don't shore up your line, you don't go get highly qualified, or don't draft. You drafting everything else but what you need. You know, offensive line are what make great quarterbacks. Great quarterbacks aren't great by themselves. They have to have blocking. They have to have time to do what they do. So Ask if you not go. As Man, Troy I try. Aikman, you know, Troy so Aikman I mean, it makes, Smith, it makes a huge difference, you know, when it comes down to it, of what your, you know, how your line is made up. And Chicago hasn't had one in a few years. You know, like I said, Jay Cutler is not a bad quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. He's not. What it comes down to is he doesn't have what he needs in order to be successful here. And that's the position he's in now. You know the t- the front office hasn't built up the offensive line. They'll go get you some decent. Well, we'll get decent wide receivers. We'll get a fabulous, you know, special uh, specialist and a, and a returner every now and then. Um, you know, our de- and, and we and we pride so much on being a strong defensive team. 
um, and do it that way. But you still you cannot be successful in the game of football without an O line. You just can't. It's, it's impossible to 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 even do that. Right. You can't throw. A, you know, it ain't like we ain't looking at Michael Vick here, who can just take off the ball and say, "Screw well, all these lines, I, I can just run." The Packers won a you know. Super Bowl with a subpar O line, and the ten years ago, the Bears got all but the way to. But that's green. The Packers yeah. won a Super Bowl with a subpar <laughs> offensive line, but let's also look at what else they had. You can but have a subpar offensive line if you have and, everything and, else. The Packers we don't have got all else. the way, and the Bears got all the way to the Super Bowl with a. Well, it was some linemen. It was, it was, there. Yeah, it was sub. It was sub in. I granted, I get but, that, but they had the everything. The thing is, else. when the Bears got to the Super Bowl with that, they had a lot more every everywhere else. You can get Except you can get away with certain team. things when you have more everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, true. You can get away with it. the Bears are trying to get away yeah. with having. No offensive line and nothing everywhere else. They have one you know what? player. This is such a Chicago thing, and thank goodness that the 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 Cubs, the the, the GM that they acquired, came in and made huge changes with that. And this is not a, a jig at Sox fans, but we've seen this when it's come to the Bulls. We are constantly inundated with it when it comes to the Bears. We are trying to figure out what's going on with the White Sox because the White Sox were just stellar and they've got the money. And I, I, I'll tell you exactly what it was. With Kenny Williams is living off that that uh, that championship. Kenny Williams has not had his feet held to the fire since that championship. Although technically his he is not the GM anymore, he's still the president of baseball operations, and his feet have not been held to the fire since then. Uh, they well, have... Something has to happen when it comes to no, we're not going to turn this into a sock show. Um, but I agree with you. If something has to happen, and that's the same thing that I feel has to happen with the McCaskies, because and, and yeah. this is why I say when I watch fans for Detroit willing to give up their own money, like we got to pay somebody to come in, we'll donate. Like the fans were really serious, and that spoke values. When it came to Minnesota, Minnesota was like, if y'all don't get Leslie Frazier and Brad Childress to up out of here, there will be nobody in that new stadium if it's not a concert. And they they got it. We were still fans. We were still supportive, but we were like, that 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 there is not working. But see, that's that's because that's you're, not you're you know you all you, you're dealing with organizations who actually care about what their fans think, and they take into consideration what makes their fans happy. Chicago don't care. They can get two cents about who we want here, how 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 what the overall and outcome is, as long as they can put some people on the field. Years. And and it's sad because, you know, this city could actually if the if if they cared more from that standpoint about the fans, it would be a great city for sports. It's not that it's not a great city for sports because it oh, is, it is but it could be sports. even better. Down. It would be even better if we could just get you all to make some decisions that are sensible. And that actually bring winning here on a consistent level. Um, you know, uh, too many times when the draft rolled around, all of us are looking at, okay, who the Bears going to get? Why? Oh, they wouldn't have got that person. We don't need that person. What they get him for? And that's, that's, one of Bernard's of biggest, that's one of Bernard's biggest arguments. He's like, a lot of those guys would have still been there second or third round. Like, why didn't we fix what we needed to fix mm-hmm. and get who we needed to get? Why are you just snatching someone so that someone else can't get them? But it's not beneficial. Now, I have one problem on Kyle Long. 
I feel like he would have been there uh, later. I've always felt okay. Kyle Long would have been think, there later. I didn't think the Bears needed Kevin White. Oh, no. We didn't. I don't think we did either. I, I felt that Kyle Long would have been think... a perfect second-round draft pick. There were other things that I felt we needed at that point in time. Now, after we got him, I wasn't going to complain about the pick because we got him. It was too late to do anything about it at that point in time. Oh, you know, it's just there's a lot, and I see the voice coming. But I don't, I'm starting to wonder if the problem child, well, I'm not even starting to wonder. The problem child is the front office, and they really shouldn't have settled Basically, you, you went down Mark Chesson because you were trying to build this offensive mega team, but you didn't take care of the O-line, and you didn't take care of a lot of things when it came to Jay Cutler. Now, no doubt him and Adam worked well together. It was, it was a huge change, but still, you gave a man $120 million to play like he was Aaron Rodgers. And even with the tacky O-line, Jay Cutler is not Aaron Rodgers. So there's that. Um but I also have yet to see something that I love in the Vikings. And that's when I mentioned earlier, Teddy goes down, let's go, who are we going to go get? Okay, so the O-line's not looking good. We need to go get somebody to fix that. Even Green Bay just did that. When Eddie Lacy went down, they went and got a running back. So I don't see the Bears. It's like there's no sense of urgency with them when it, when it comes to that. They're like, oh, it's some dudes on the practice squad or somewhere, or we're just going to play this one banged-up dude again so you get banged up even more, right? Bad articles about him. Like, I just don't see that sense of urgency, and it could be because John Fox, John Fox just walked away from a team that, yeah, they were okay. They, they, they were better than okay, but he had something to work with. John Fox did not have to put his fingers tips in the dirt and just really grind it out. He had a, a, a really good team that he was working with, really good players. The chemistry was different. Then you come here and you're taking the bad news bears and you're trying to turn them into the stellar bears, and it, it, it's not going to happen at the pace that you're trying to go. So that's where that issue is, clearly where the issue, that that front office and, and whoever they get at this point, they've got to let them be a coach. Yeah, you got to have them. They have to have freedom to be able to manage, you know, and really and that, and get out there when, and do right. things. And when when you got and that's when on you them. can really say, "I got a bad head coach," because here, you know what? I'm I'm putting this in your lap. Let me see how you run right. with it without any Let of my how you run with it. Let me see how you run with it. Because when you interfere, when, you know it's. It, it's it's definitely we can everybody can see that it's more than just a court than just a head coach. It's more the we can we we're seeing that it's decisions from the head office that you know are impacting everything. Now if he was just doing a horrible job and couldn't get them motivated, couldn't get them to make plays, couldn't get them to do anything, then I could say yeah, it's truly on him. But when you don't give him control, full autonomy, and let him do whatever he's going to do with the team. And you want to voice your opinion? Yeah, you 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 can't help but have that influence. You know, whether it be positive or negative, you still have an influence on what's happening from the head office down to the field, it being extended over to the players. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to wind up doing. Um, John, this may be John Fox's last season. 
they may say screw it, we gonna just you know be be out this two out this four year deal. Um, Chase could wind up being Chase could be Chase could wind up being you know um, fired himself at this point. He's you know he's only got three more years left on his deal, so there's a huge you know just question mark on what they're gonna do and if they can have the wherewithal to actually fix the problems that need to be fixed instead of, you know, trying to build everything around it to mask the problem, you know, and actually fix it. And I think that's the pro- that's been the issue with the Bears. They haven't fixed a lot of their problems. They they like to mask everything. Well, we're going to get this guy and get this guy and get this, and then, you know, he'll be better in that position, so we don't really have to worry about that. That's not how you the game needs to be set up. You need to get the people you need to get. If your O-line, O-line is horrible, then you need to get your O-line. You don't go out and get, you know, a, a bunch of wide receivers <laughs> when, you're, when you can't protect your quarterback to get them the ball anyway. You know, so I think it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see what Chicago does at the end of the season. I, I think everybody's going to be watching. Um, some people will probably be surprised. Some people probably won't be surprised. Um, you know, I, I'm not – I don't know how I'm going to feel. I'm just waiting. I'm just. I'm a fly on the wall, watching it all, you know, and watching it unfold and see how it all comes down. Um, but as far as today goes, I mean, tomorrow goes for the game. Um, I'm, I got to get an edge over to Minnesota. Uh, I just think they're going to be a lot more disciplined, a lot more sound. Um, you know, they they they've already been know what it's like to work without uh, having Adrian. So. Um, I think that Matt Asiata's got a good take on it for tomorrow's game, at least against the Bears. Now, going past that, who knows? But, you know, I think that they have a good time of winning against Chicago. So I'm going to have to pick Minnesota on this one. Um, Nothing against Chicago. Is you know it's just it, I have it, it, a lot it's you know Chicago. it's don't ask me yeah. that I got a whole lot. <laughs> but um, I mean I have a definitely trust me, I have my issues. But for the sake of not getting into any more of those, because we could go on, we could have an hour, two-hour show all along just about the Bears and, and everything they need to fix. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, but I don't, you know, with where they are today, I really don't see them being able to pull it off against Minnesota tomorrow night. So I'm going with Minnesota tomorrow night for the win. Uh, the Vikings, unfortunately, I have to be on Team Skull for a day, and I don't like Yay. saying that. No. Woo-hoo. No. Da, 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 da. Everybody is on team score. I'm happy. So, you know. Excited. It's going to be, I think it's going to be. We are, ladies and gentlemen, Yay! if you haven't, if you've been paying attention, she's so funny with that one. The one yeller, the one crowd. Mm. Um, we're if you haven't been paying attention, I think today marks unprecedented for us that we all picked against pretty much. You know, we've all picked all the same teams to win today. We have yes. been unanimous uh, on every game yes, today. Yes. We've been unanimous on everything. Now let's just see how it all turns out. <laughs> right. You know, I think that's that's going to be the thing. Um, I don't I don't predict any spoilers against uh, you know uh, opposite of what we picked. The only possible spoiler may be Green Bay, um, but even that's you know um, probably probably a long way off from being that just because of how they're playing right now um, and Atlanta's playing right now. Uh, we already know that 
Minnesota's playing Chicago tomorrow, and then you got Green Bay and Houston today. Uh, Houston, they look like they might have the opportunity, uh, but we shall see. So, all of us have picked all against everybody today, and I think it's a cool thing that we could be unanimous and and and, and just sit here and be like, yeah, I don't really see it happening for these people. <laughs> uh, the, the, so, the teams that we pick. They're honestly in the first two games. It's it it's up in the air. Just Houston has a chance. I just don't see it. I expect uh, the Lions to win. And like you said, Green Bay could pull it out. I just don't see it. I'm yeah. still more shocked at like we said us being unanimous on all picks. That might be the first time we've ever been unanimous on all picks. Yeah, I don't think we have. At all. And if somebody Ever. wants to do research <laughs> and go back and listen to all of the archives, what? thank you. More power to you. Yeah, all but I right. guarantee you. Okay. <laughs> and on that last set from Renard, definitely a shot fired. All right. So, with that being said, we are in crunch time. We spent a lot of time on the NFC North. This has been it's been a while since we've spent this much time. So we're gonna take to Twitter to talk about some of the really, really great games. In fact, there's one game you guys want to mention when it comes to NCAA because we definitely have to get around the league because there is some around the league going on. One game that I watched and I the sixty two point I sixty two, um, yes, uh huh. Purdue, why did they show 62. up? Sixty two. Sixty two twenty four. To twenty four. Why did Purdue show up? I want to know why did Purdue show up. Sixty two points. Yeah, man. They scored sixty six sixty two points. I um and twenty yeah, it's 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 screen didn't say NW NBA at the bottom. I was like six. Nah man, that that is that's straight up college football for you. This is not March Madness, was it? Yeah, that was just complete Whatever madness. Did you sure it's not I March Madness playing basketball? After that, I couldn't even curse the team no. after that. I would just let them put their their bags on the bus. I mean, what, what what could you say though? What what? Yeah, I, like all, honestly, how? What could you say? What could you say? Oh um, you know what, man? Just because I'd be like, you know what? Y'all just pack y'all stuff up and just go and. You know, we'll regroup. We'll talk about this Monday. We we can't even talk about it right now. We should never speak of this again. We should. What? We should never. T- but what it's is, so, anyway, but, you know, but if you want to, I mean, but on the flip side now, Oklahoma beat um, Kansas fifty-six to three. Yeah, that's horrible. You know, that's, I mean, it's worse. just. You know, I but mean, it's about as bad as then 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 Texas. T- Texas A and M beat New Mexico State fifty two to ten. These are all these are all it's know, New Mexico right State. I know. They I play Purdue. That. But what? Purdue was only good last year. Oh Purdue has uh, Purdue has they've been on a road. Purdue has sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. Up, they've yeah. not they yeah, they I wasn't been expecting that consistent. though. Right. Yeah, uh, we're not been. expecting I'm we're not expecting Purdue to win, but we did not expect Purdue to get Demolished. They didn't play any Well, they, <laughs> they, they got Mike Tyson punched out. Where they had time to play? How did you have time to play that defense? That was like Mike Tyson punched out. Like when Mike Tyson, no matter who else you got to fight Mike Tyson, like when you had the Nintendo, like Mike Tyson was gonna win anyway. <laughs> right, you already knew it because it was set up for him to be the best <laughs> fighter on the game. Bold. 
My dad used to Bo Jackson and Tech Mobile. Wow. They got Tech Mobile last night. I'm hey man, Tech Mobile was, was the bomb. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not knocking Tech Mobile. See, everybody talks about how great Bo Jackson was on that game. I was uh, Joe Montana to Jerry Rice with the shotgun play. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You know, if you if you're if you're a young listener, you probably don't even know what Tech Mobile is. You need to go look up Nintendo online. And uh, go on and buy yourself you know, that new Nintendo that's just coming out for the right, holiday the, season. It's coming out, yeah, yeah. It's coming out. It sure is. They bringing it out and they go. That's gonna oh. be fun though. That's gonna be fun. I wish they would um. <laughs> Boy, they got Mike Tyson punched out. No matter who you pick to fight Mike Tyson, you lie. You just he was going right. You just ain't going. You just you know, and the, and the like, be so corny. Like literally, <laughs> after every touchdown, oh, they did. After every touchdown, like they should have just played like every. You know how they used to call out all of the hits and like Mike Tyson punch out every touchdown, uppercut, uh, uppercut, uppercut, jab. <laughs> what was y'all doing? Sixty-two points. Did he hold it? Yeah, they. They were embarrassed. They was like, I'm not, I'm not running up against those guys. I can't do it. But, you know, I do have a friend, though. We were in college, and this is the funniest story ever. Like, he was balling in football. He took a hit so bad that when I was down in the locker room, I was like, are you okay? And he was like, Cass, there's got to be a better way to make a million dollars. Like, I cannot do this. I, (laughs) he was so, he was done. He was like, did you see how this man hit? No, there's got to be another way to make a million dollars. Man, he be has a man, look. But it is definitely not. It was definitely not on the football. Man, I can tell you. so shook. I, I can tell you just, and I'm pretty, you know, anybody who's played, if you've ever taken one of those kind of hits. Yeah, and, he took uh, it. Um, FYI, people, if you are watching the Washington Cincinnati game, it is now tied 27-27 with 21 seconds left to go, which means it will probably be overtime um, in this game. Um, So if Washington is your favorite team or if you happen to be a Cincinnati fan, uh, you know, that's what's going on with you all today. Um, As far as the scores and stuff around yesterday, a lot of action, obviously, um, we just talked about the whole embarrassing thing with Purdue, and it, you know it happens, man. People get blown out. What? Um, ho- hopefully, you're the team doing the blowing out, and on the other side, because that doesn't feel. Good. <laughs> well, it just, another reason it, it doesn't feel don't. good. We have to talk about the fact that, or we're not going to get a chance to go into it. But Florida State has not been the same ever since they got oh, blown no. out by Louisville. Not at all. They just haven't been all. the same. You know, and they went from number two. They're ranked number twelve now. So let's run through these scores real quick because we only have a few more minutes, and we do want to get into our you know our things around the league. So we're gonna go through this kind of fast for you all. Um, hopefully, you all caught some games yesterday. Um, yesterday, Virginia Tech number twenty-five beat Pittsburgh thirty-nine thirty-six. Um, twenty number twenty-two Navy beat South Florida. Lost to South Florida, fifty-two to forty-five. Number two, Michigan. I love the way they are playing right now. My guys is balling. Um, they are one of the only few remaining teams right now, eight and zero. They beat Michigan State, thirty-two twenty-three. Number three, Clemson barely squeaked out a winner, who and they still seven zero um, over Florida State, thirty-seven thirty-four. Uh, number four, Washington, who's also undefeated at this point, still beat Utah, thirty-one to twenty-four. Uh, a lot of thirty-one twenty-four teams. Um, Louisville. Number five, who was seven and one, 
beat Virginia 32-25. Northwestern, who we're still attempting to go see, lost to um, Ohio State, who was ranked number six, 24-20. That was a very close game, obviously. Uh, Wisconsin gave gave Nebraska the business 23-17. Um, Texas won by a one-point nail-biter over Baylor, 35-34. That was a very close game. Um, Texas A&M beat New Mexico State 52-20. Um, West Virginia beat Oklahoma State 20, lost to Oklahoma State, I'm sorry, 37 to 20. Wow. Um, and then you have Boise State number 13, who lost to Wyoming by two points in 30 to 28. Number 14, Florida beats Georgia 24 to 10. 15, Auburn beats Mississippi by 40 29. Kansas lost to Oklahoma, which we meant well, well, yeah, we mentioned earlier, 56 to 3. Number 18, Tennessee. Lost to South Carolina 24-21, and running it all out 24, Penn State demolished Purdue 62-24. to <clears throat> So there you have it, ladies. Those are the top 25 college scores uh, for yesterday. I'm pretty sure after this, you know, they'll probably still – the rankings should still remain the same with Alabama 1, uh, Michigan 2, um, Clemson 3, and Washington 4, and Louisville ranked 5. None of those teams lost hugely yesterday or gave up big, you know, or won by small margins. So I don't think there's going to be any change to that. And as we get down to the to the championship bowl season part of it, you know, it's looking really, really exciting for some of these teams. So um, me personally, I would love to have a big team, team a Big Ten team win the um, championship this year. Um, uh, I think that we deserve it. Michigan seems to be the team that wants to do that. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to handle, um, you know, as we get moved forward into the season. Um, around the league, what do we have going on, ladies and gentlemen? Um, around the league, the, the, the big thing has been the projection that Matt Stafford may become – the first $200 million man and the highest paid player in NFL history. Dun, dun, dun. He deserves that. Do you, you feel like he deserves what? $200 million? Uh, Well, you know, I'm not what? saying he deserves that. I don't I think he know. Deserves, but he, he deserves it. Because it comes down to whether or not he's really worth it. You know, I mean, I believe he deserves to be high paid, but I can't say that anybody deserves to be a two hundred million dollar man. I do. Okay. <laughs> so his average his average annual income could become twenty three point three million dollars. I do not no, I no, I Matt Stafford. I can't ride as oh, much as we I, give him props for being consistent. Two hundred million dollars and the highest paid in NFL history, I can't ride with that one. I can't. No, I um and that doesn't even include how much his guaranteed contract would be, which would basically be the second and I mean the third the third virtually NBA contract. <laughs> Because just off the in it, the the guaranteed for Von Miller and the guaranteed for Andrew Luck were virtually NBA contracts. Uh, I can't give anybody two hundred million dollars in the NFL and say you deserve that. No. You can't think of anybody in the NFL. Nope. What? Nope. That 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 earns that deserves that. 
I wouldn't I give it to Adrian Peterson. I wouldn't give it to Tom Brady. I wouldn't give it to Andrew Luck. I wouldn't give it to Aaron Rodgers. Two hundred million, no. If Peyton Manning I would was still rather, playing, he would have got it. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Manning probably would have got it. Peyton was still, yeah, he still got it. I think he would have gotten it. I would I rather. I think he got that. I will tell you what I would rather than give two hundred million dollars. I would rather the these hundred million dollar contracts just be guaranteed contracts instead of having two hundred million dollar contracts. No, there's no fun in that. <laughs> it would be accurate. There's no fun in that. Okay. I can't see. I, there's no fun in that. I'm sorry. If you know, teams have the money. Whatever. I um. Whatever. <laughs> she said, oh, "Whatever." Um. So going, continuing around the league. That's a doozy there. Um. If you do not have any active players playing now, which I have foiled because I do. And I didn't start up. I started one in one of my leagues. If you don't have any active active players playing right now in this so cool game going on between the Bengals and the, the Redskins, please activate your fantasy people. Make your changes, who you're starting, who you're benching. That is so key and staying on top and abreast of your football league and team in every league. To pretty much get ready to welcome Eric Ebron back. Eric Ebron of the Detroit Lions will be finally making his return. And so I wonder what you guys think about that. What do you think about Eric Ebron finally coming back? Well, I think Eric Ebron is probably the best thing that Detroit has. I see, said the blind man. And so yeah, you're not even giving Matt any kind of like. <laughs> I think it'll help them. Um, definitely, they, you know, moving forward and getting him back on the field. Um, hopefully, it helps today. <laughs> you know, with and everything, and hopefully, he's in a, in a game in a. He's feeling, you know, back in his felt, feeling himself as far as being game ready. And ready to go, so I think you know you really can't say what his, what his effect is going to be until we see him play, and you know, and and know how his, how that turns out. But I think they're I know they're excited to get him back, um, and you know I think it'll be very very good to see how he does today, um, especially with the challenge with the chance they have to at least go from five hundred and you know improve their season. So. It's a wait and watch type of deal, but hey, we'll see how it goes. Um, I, I sometimes one player makes a difference, and sometimes it don't. So hopefully, he can be that player that makes a difference for them today in a good way, and they can walk away with a win as we've already predicted. So we shall definitely, see. Definitely. So I'm just tripping that my son is beating me today because that's who I'm playing, and oh, I keep, keep, keep telling. Yeah, he has um, um, Andy, Andy Dalton's his, uh quarterback. Now, what gets me is that this boy has four people on the bye, and he has yet to get off the video game and come in here and change his players. <laughs> yes, six that's minutes. Okay. That's yes, okay. Six minutes. That's okay. That's all right. Oh, I ain't tripping on. Hey, man, look. 
you know, I, I I just do what I can. Like, hey man, you know, you got five people, five people, four people in the bind. He's like, yeah, I know. Which means, yeah, you know. <laughs> Which means he does not yeah. care. That's okay, he does not care. Yeah, he ain't really in it like that. He's like, yeah, I know. That's all right. I'm like, all right, whatever. So let me mad when I beat you today. I love my son, but he's so, going down. He's going down, Mike. He's going down. He's going to take my ball on. Oh, man, okay. he might be okay. Tecmo Bowl today. Okay. I'm not even going to lie. He, he may actually get Tecmo Bowl today. But we shall see. So there, there are a lot of things that I'll be looking for today because I do have a few Falcons, I mean, not Falcons, but Cardinals in my squad. So I'm checking on Carson Palmer because lately Carson Palmer has been somebody else and it hasn't been Carson. So I, I was able to get rid of Carson, but I'm definitely making sure. I, I kept Larry Fitzgerald and a couple other players. So I want to see how that works out. Um, obviously, um, looks like Darrell Reeves may have run his course. So, Regis Island may be tanking. So, how about that? Um, Yeah, Regis Island just may be tanking. Um, Do you guys have any thoughts on how to help the 49ers? Not that I want to help them personally because, you know, they. Uh, Yeah, it's called uh, Sell the Team. (laughs) Sell the Team? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's just a matter of I don't think they have to sell the team. I think they just they have they like anybody else right now that's in, in the bottom tier of their respective conference. You know, um, they rebuild it, man. You know, they don't really know um, what to do, what to do with Colin. I don't think they really know what to do with their situation. Period. Because if they did, we would see some improvement, but we haven't seen any. Um, I think that is just. Uh, hopefully it's only just one year And next year they can get it figured out But who knows what they need to do I mean They got so many issues And I don't even see You know I think college play is, is, is his own issue Rather than the teams at this point um, I didn't get a chance to see him play last week uh, But you know Who knows what you know what they're going to end up so, doing One year they were doing well And next next thing is like Tank City <laughs> so, so it's, it's really hard to determine. So swirling around earlier this week, there were also rumors of a possible Alshon Jeffrey trade. So okay. that has been exposed as just though it were a rumor. But honestly, at the end of the season, do you guys really see? Um, and the trade was supposed to be with Philly, but do you guys honestly see Alshon no longer wearing a Bears jersey? I don't think he wants to be here. I don't think I don't think he wants to be here. I don't think he's going to be here. I really, I mean, you know, regardless of how you feel about the team or your employer, let's put it like that, keeping in perspective. Regardless of how you feel about your employer, if you, in this position, if you, if your job is to be on the field, you just love to play. You're gonna make sure you can do whatever you can to be on the on the play, be able to play. Now, I granted they get into they dealing with their contract issues and all of those things, but I just haven't seen him this year, you know, show me anything that requires him needing to be here next year at all, um, regardless of whether he's the hurt. He's had their some opinion of him when they didn't fix that contract in the off season. Once they didn't fix his contract, he made the decision, forget it, I ain't going to be here then. That was my opinion. Yeah. You know, so I don't well, see him sticking around. 
We are down to 90 seconds. So, Bernard, do you want to tell the world where they can find us? They can always find us on the Apple Podcast app as we're searchable on Football Fan Rush Radio. Uh, they can find us on the TuneIn Radio app under Football Fan Rush. They can always find us on the Blog Talk Network on www.blogtalkradio.com slash football fan rush radio. You can find us on social media under Twitter as football fan rush under Facebook as football fan rush radio. And uh, Cassandra, tell them about our wonderful Tumblr uh, link as well. Well, our lovely Tumblr link, link launch can be found at hit up and follow football fan rush radio. Um, we post a lot there. We're also on Instagram under football fan rush you can hang out with us there. We're going to be posting all of our outing picks there, all of our picks of interviews, and all of our picks of fans. And even we'll be going live pretty soon through that app. So it's been a great football Sunday. So we are getting ready to sign off live. Catch some football. Follow us on Twitter, as we said, at Football Fan Rush. You guys got anything to say? No, everybody have a good day. Be safe out there. And, you know, if you if you've had time to still change your – Get your team changes in for fantasy football. Go ahead and do that ASAP. Um, I'm sure you want to get that out the way. As of right now, um, it is still 27-27 for overtime with Washington and Cincinnati. Other than that, everybody have a great day. Enjoy it. The weather's supposed to be nice today, somewhat. So, you know, dress warm if you need to. Stay out of trouble and just have a good time. And we will see you all next week. Have a good one.